Blog Talk Radio. Welcome to the Frank Life Show. 
on this special day after the solstice show. Um, the solstice was the 21st, so yesterday. Um, <clears throat> it was a day that's celebrated around the world in so many cultures since time immemorial. And uh, not only was it um, the solstice day, the the shortest day of the year, the symbolizing um, <clears throat> mythologically the descent into the underworld, the darker, the coming of of uh, <clears throat> our soul being stripped bare as the leaves drop and time to go inside and <clears throat> the descent to the underworld, the time to go inside, um, and we're reminded of the myth um, of Demeter who goes into the underworld at this time of year, and that's why the fertility and the vegetation and cold uh, cease and the cold comes. And so we bring in the light in the season of light. To, we bring the light inside. We re- rekindle the light inside our hearts and inside our souls, inside ourselves. And, um, you know, many people have all their various Christmas decorations and candles and things symbolizing the light and uh, season to grasp and Refind the hope when things have become bleak. And um, so on this particular solstice, on the 21st, we had four major things. I mean, it wasn't just that it was the solstice. and But it was also the day of the new moon, new moon in Capricorn. And um, the... Uh, uh, where also the sun is transitioning now from um, Sagittarius to Capricorn. And, um, it's interesting to reflect how, you know, the slogan is, this is the best time of the year. And part of that is because, you know, it's getting so cold and bleak and so there's a need to uh, try to lift uh, each other's spirits. But but also, there's a certain feeling in December of uh, that Sagittarian optimism. And then it's interesting that a few days before Christmas, uh, things transition to Capricorn, when we have to get serious about travel plans and seeing that we've got uh, a different path done. And so there's a certain groundedness that uh, comes most of the Christmas parties are out of the way by now. And, um, so uh, we're going into a more uh, focused, uh, serious Capricorn energy. The sun's in Capricorn from uh, December 21st to January 20th. And we have uh, 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 you know, before that Sun was in, in Sagittarius to the 21st, 
And so that's actually where a lot of the bigger picture, generous, generous and uh, optimistic feelings of hope and, um, yeah, good cheer. So, uh, and then, if all that wasn't enough, um, if it just happened that the new moon was right on the 21st on the solstice day, and, um, you know, you're transitioning to the new sign, uh, this Capricorn period, and Venus has resurfaced on the horizon. Um, Venus wasn't visible. And so the light of beauty is once again shining in the world, thank God, and to illuminate and shed some uh, much-needed upliftment and beauty the art and love, our hearts, a chance to open and breathe in uh, some of those glorious rays of Venus. So when you go outside now, um, Venus has returned. So it's also like the return of the feminine, um, you know, and with the whole... Uh, the 15th, we experienced the um, Uranus-Pluto square going exact. And, um, you know, we've seen so much tension. Um, it's kind of playing out a lot as uh, the police representing the old structure and kind of uh, Pluto in the darker sides of power and then Uranus the uh, youthful rebellious desire for freedom and justice and um, so those two sides are very much squaring off you see and so uh, yeah a lot of tension in the air and the the whole generational shift uh Let's go exact with the square one last time um, since 2012. So it's been a three-year um, period that for seven times the uh, planets have gotten into exact uh, Pluto and Uranus squaring each other. And <clears throat> we're seeing certain shifts in uh, things like uh, gay marriage and marijuana and a lot of things from the 60s that the ideas were emerged but didn't get integrated into society and now um, after so many years of drug wars and different things there's total resistance and denial and different things there's like big shifts happening and you know, through where there was never a chance to budge things like the Cuba relationship and so there's just areas 
where walls that have been erected for so long just come tumbling down. And uh, so you can expect more of this as we go, uh, actually on St. Patrick's Day, it's the next in March um, final square. And um, so another thing that happened yesterday on the 21st, this very special solstice happening in 2000. Fourteen um, is Uranus stationed as that direct, and um, so Uranus has been appearing to go backwards in retrograde motion in the sky, and now it's stationing, and so it's stopping its backward move, movement and it's just standing still. So. When a plant does that, it's like it beams its energy. And now we have a time to breathe that in and express our individuality um, in a powerful way that wasn't um, very present, hasn't it's been denied to a certain extent up to now. And so now is really a time where we can... Um, own our life, live our life for ourselves, it's our life no regret at the end of your life if you lived your life for someone else it's time to realize you don't owe anybody anything you you don't have to prove anything to anybody you just, you need to live your life be free to live your life live the life you want to live and so expressing that individuality um, this great new power and uh, energies to align with and uh, there's been heavy energy December and fall and um, there's been opportunities as uh, pressure builds that uh it can, the directions, you know, that the pressure that's been there, um, there can be positive or negative changes in your life, and but change is definitely a lot of pressure in the air for change. And uh, so hopefully you found ways to align the changes that are needed to come, letting go of uh, or it's time to let go of and to embrace your next step of growth, your next step of development, your next step on your path in this life of opening your heart and expanding your mind and being of service to those around us. And, um, so, yeah, it's a special time. And um, just because uh, um, of the, the wobble and, the, and the, the shape of the earth isn't an exact circle, it's more of an oval. And um, 
anyway, part of the uh, thing that leads to um, all the seasons and everything like that. So um, let's see here. I'll go to the phones now, and and Mike got a caller. How are you doing this evening? Hi. Hey there. I have a question for you, um, okay. and I'm not sure if this can be addressed. I am, um, I'm a little um, uh, confused about the my astrological sign as far as being a Western Aquarian, and then in Vedic astrology, it's a Capricorn. Huh? But I feel more my moon is Capricorn. But I feel more like my Western astrology. I mean, there's a big difference between Vedic and Western, and I was just wondering which one should I follow. Yeah, well, I come from the perspective that um, astrology isn't something you follow. You just entertain possibilities and gravitate towards... uh, which one speaks you more. They're just two different lenses, and they're both valuable. And some people live their whole life just seeing one perspective, and it's it's nice to have both perspectives. And I find often the Western kind of illuminates our personality and psychology, and the Vedic is a little bit more karmic and predictive. And it's nice to have the two perspectives. And and another thing that's really interesting, because the main difference, or at least in the mechanics of the chart and in what you're talking about. And just to explain to our listeners that in a Vedic chart, you rotate the wheel. The wheel has 360 degrees, and there's 30 degrees in all of the 12 signs. And so you you rotate the chart um, back 23 degrees. And so if, if planets that you have in those last seven... So basically, you know, 24 uh, up to 30 don't change signs usually. And um, so there's, there's, in some people's charts, there won't be a lot of difference. And in some chart, people's chart, it's like total difference. And it really is a different looking chart. And so, it, I mean, it's interesting in that way how for some people it will kind of reflect the same. And for some people, they'll say, wow, this is interesting, you're getting a a big difference in perspective here because your chart changes a lot in the Vedic. And um, so there's no need to worry about what to follow in in that sense. And particularly, I mean, I would say if um, the, uh, you know, and and plus it's interesting because what I find is often that different... um, you know, the Vedic and the Western will be expressing the same thing in different ways. So you said, like, even in the Vedic chart, you have a, uh, or in the Western chart, you have a Capricorn moon. So already there's that Capricorn energy is there. So, you know, it is kind of emphasizing it more in the Vedic system, it sounds like, and it's in your chart. But um, so if all that makes sense. Does that kind of clarify? Yeah, I I don't know. I just find that 
um, when I follow my Vedic astrology, it's like more negative. <laughs> and then um, I feel more in tune, more in line with the Western. But the Capricorn is there, so I always follow what Capricorn, what the crap, what's going on in Capricorn. Okay, so like now in the Western astrology, Sagittarius, I mean, um, um, Saturn is moving into Sagittarius, but in in the Vedic astrology, it's moving into uh, Scorpio. Is that correct? Um, take a look here, but yeah, I'm, I'm um, often with the transits, I actually pay more attention to the Western, and it's actually easier to follow. Um, and um, but you know uh, when there's Squares and oppositions and different aspects, the conjunctions, um, they won't change uh, if it's uh, something that's Vedic or Western. Those those things will still be um, squaring and opposing each other and things like that. Um, So, okay. Now, Saturn is going to into Sagittarius, and that applies also to the Vedic astrology? Um, no. Uh, the the charts turn back 23, but um, the transits, I, I, I tend to to track the Western for, for transits. Because mm-hmm. in, the, in the Vedic, the, what's more important is the Dasha period, when you're looking at somebody's chart, rather than than uh, transit, it's more important to see there's planetary phases. So everybody will have a certain planetary period that they're uh, that's happening to them um, right now, and um, so that has bigger influence than uh, I get a lot more information looking at the Dasha phase versus Western. Um, that's why I pay a lot more um, attention to the to the transits. Mm. Okay. I, don't I know guess if I need to... Sense, uh, to have your Dasha period uh, looked at and stuff, but, but that explains a whole lot. Because uh, whatever planet you have activated in your current Dasha period, it really colors that whole chapter of your life and. Sometimes those periods will last for a couple of years, or they can last as long as 18 years. There's short ones and long ones. And um, and what was that it's, again? Uh, they're called the Dasha period. Okay. And there's different chapters in your life. And so every uh, throughout your life, you're going to have a main planet that is uh, ruling that period. And it has a whole general influence um, in, in that time uh, period of your life. Mm-hmm. And they all have different uh, amount of time that they last. So um, each planet has a different set of years. And for some planets it's short, for some it's long. And so it's, it's important to have that all looked at. And you get a lot of information about that. Mm-hmm. But you were um, oh. talking about, about the, the Western 
transit, you know, Uranus just stations, and, um, you know, uh, Saturn is going out of Scorpio into Sag, and um, that's going to be a big shift, and hopefully lighten things um, for the coming year and years, and begin to a lot of looking at shadow material of of so many organizations and societal things and uh so I think with with the Sagittarius with Saturn and Sagittarius we're gonna uh be having a lot of knowledge and um it's gonna be more expansive and illuminating and it will be nice. So it's going to be a light, a lot lighter, a lot lighter. Hopefully, I mean, there's great value in 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 Scorpio. It's been in Scorpio. Scorpio wants to expose the shadow, and shadow needs to be exposed because it, you know, it's hidden darkness, and the darkness comes to the light, and then it's no longer, um, you know, it it doesn't have the, you know, there there are things that that need to come to light that haven't been right. Yeah. And yeah. so those are coming forward. And But, yeah, I mean, you know, Sagittarius is the great humanitarian sign that uh, hates injustice and um, is all about knowledge and, uh, you know, broad-minded, uh, multicultural, seeing the big picture, um the Sagittarius rules the, the ninth house of long distance travel, um, higher uh, teachings, and, and the Vedic chart that is called the House of Dharma. Mm. And um, so, yeah, that's, that's good. one. That's one transit then, coming up. But then Saturn going in there isn't that going to be kind of restricting in a way? Well, so a Saturn transit asks you to do the hard work to build a new foundation for that. And um, so Saturn brings focus and discipline. and um, So that's why I feel like it's going to be a building up of um, of knowledge and new ways of learning. And, um, you know, we have so much power at our fingertips now with the Internet and, you know, Technology where we can listen to to so many um, listen to every kind of knowledge that we want, and so yeah, I think it's. Um, uh, I don't think no. that will restrict it as much as it's just it's going to add a certain rigor and discipline to it and rebuild it. The things that have had a shaky foundation. Um, and, in, you know, in the whole broader picture of, you know, we're moving from a Pisces age, an age of faith, to an Aquarius age, an age of, of knowing. And so it's more along those lines where things that we took on faith, we can now have the courage and, uh, you know, put the foundation of real knowledge and let go of dogmatic beliefs and, and have experiential knowledge and that kind of thing. Okay. Well, Saturn is is going into my fourth house 
in the Western mm-hmm. astrology. And mm-hmm. that's where my natal my natal Venus was set mm-hmm. is seventeen degrees Sagittarius. Mm-hmm. And I'm just mm-hmm. wondering what's gonna happen to me. <laughs> Well, um, there'll definitely be an opportunity to um, examine your relationship. That's for sure. I just um, sometimes so the Saturn is a slow-moving planet. It might take um, a year or two to go through the fourth house, but uh, you know there are sometimes again. So the call of Saturn is to build a do the hard work to build a foundation of how you do home and family. The, the issues of the fourth house. And sometimes people experience loss. There's certain transits, Pluto transits, Saturn transits, where um, sometimes um, older family members pass or different different changes happen. And um, as you mentioned, you have Venus there. There'll definitely be some work to do in relationships and how you go about relationships and you know, uh, none of the planets are to be scared of. They're they're asking us to grow and take the next step, and um, and particularly the positive. They're all um, archetypal energies, and every archetype has a positive and negative expression. So, and you know, particularly in the Indian, you talked about how you know they paint much more of a black and white picture and few things um, in this kind of more um, good and bad kind of terms, but um, from the Jungian perspective, every archetype, every symbol has its positive and negative expression. So Saturn, from the point of view of the ego, ego doesn't want to necessarily do hard work, but, you know, it's going to be uh, when you do uh, a thorough spring cleaning, um, you know the place benefits from it, and so it, 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 it will be hard on a certain level, but it's going to be necessary and get rid of the um, things that have needed to go. We haven't gotten around, you know, to spring cleaning. Um, we're coming up to New Year's, and um, I think there's great wisdom, and a lot of people talk about this is a great time to go through your closets and the attic, your storage unit, whatever, and throw out stuff that you don't use and you don't need anymore, or sell it on eBay, or whatever, just away. Yeah, it's that kind of thing. Yeah. Well, I feel like in my home, okay... I did a lot of work. I've been doing a lot of work cleaning up around my home, and my neighborhood is just a mess. There's like three homes that are foreclosed, and they're just like so covered with weeds. And I guess this will be the time that I call code enforcement to get those homes cleaned up. But I've done my work. Um, mm-hmm. You know, before right, well, Saturn that's actually goes. A, a very good expression of the Saturn. Saturn is about authority and discipline. That, you know, so calling in the authorities is absolutely that would be a, a good expression of that. And you know, 
uh, fourth house is also childhood home and psychologically just the things that happened so long ago that we still might be uh, unconsciously influenced with that this is a period where some of those patterns surface and we get a chance to re-examine them and let go of, of things that um, that we don't need to be uh, reflexively living by more. Well, um, now is it true that if you do your work, you know, during that Saturn period of time, that you get rewarded at the end? That's what I've heard. If you do the oh, work, absolutely. Saturn um, leaves you a gift. <laughs> oh, 100%. And the gift is is, is a, is a, a child, you know, mythologically in terms of, you know, if you if you do the hard work and you write that book, you do that project, you pass that course or that field of study, or um, absolutely, it, it's accomplishment that that comes through that uh, doing Saturn's bidding. So um, absolutely. Um, okay. Yeah. Yeah. So I guess, yeah, and, and that's why you know it's with the you know in, in India the Saturn transit people get really scared and they're like oh my god and it's like it's an opportunity to grow I mean growing isn't easy but if you take advantage of of the opportunity to grow you will definitely be rewarded and you know you'll have a better life because of it and be a better person and all those things. Okay. Yeah, I I was just concerned over that. Well, I guess this next Saturn transit will be, I'm hoping, a little easier because the last few years <laughs> have been tough. Mm-hmm. Well, um, one of the, the things of this coming year is going to be more of a Jupiter influence and we're going to be feeling a little bit more hope, and we're getting to the end of uh, this Pluto Uranus square, and there's a lot of tension with that. And um, so, um, yeah, things it's like there's certain pressure. I was saying earlier, the pressure's built up, and there's a lot of opportunities now um, to to make changes and to. Um, Move your life, and uh, it can be in a positive or a negative direction. But the the opportunity is definitely there to move it in a positive direction. If, if you're ready to take that step, and you've um, been working in you know consciously in that way, then um, it'll be time to do it. And then you're honest. Didn't your honest just go direct? Yeah, it actually went direct on the solstice. Um, the solstice was really powerful because we had the new moon. There was the change um, into Capricorn of the sun also. And Uranus uh, stationed and went direct there. It was not retrograde anymore. And Venus um, has appeared on the horizon. It's been below the horizon. So there's also the influence of Venus now. You can see Venus in the sky. 
and um, so there's uh, things that are lightening up. Um, the, the Venus, you know, is uh, feminine that needs, you know, we've had all this stuff in the news about the brutal cops and this and that, and it's like we need so desperately this over-yang, um, you know, insane war death machine and whatever. It's like, God, we need to bring in far more feminine aspect of beauty and art to love them. Remember what life is about. Yeah. Mm. Okay. So, um, well, I know my ruler, one of my rulers is Uranus. I'm an Aquarian um, in Western astrology. Mm -hmm. And then my moon is in Capricorn. So I guess I've got my two rulers of Saturn and Uranus. Uh, so now that Uranus is going direct, that's going to affect me. Yeah, but so uh, I was talking about this a little bit earlier. That also, the it's kind of like um, our individuality has been hidden, hasn't been able to fully come out and express, and now that's going direct and going to start moving forward. Now we can live our life and express who we are and own our individuality. We don't owe anybody. Um, we don't, we don't um, need to live our life um, to prove something to, to other people. We need to live our lives for ourselves. It's, it's, you know, you're going to regret your life if you lived it um, for somebody else. It's your life and you... You know, Shakespeare says, to thy own self be true. It's, it's your life to make it as full and happy as, as you want it. And you're the one that needs to decide how you're going to do that. And so you have to live your own life. And so that Uranus kind of energy, Uranus is where we fly our freak flag and get to really express ourselves on an individual level in the way that we want to and to feel free and dance and sing and whatever. Hmm. Um, okay. Yeah. Well, that's a good thing. Okay. Mm-hmm. Well, Particularly Randy. At this, mm-hmm. Go ahead. Particularly at this solstice moment, when it's the darkest uh, day, the shortest day of the, the year. and um, So we definitely need to dance and sing and bring in, bring in that uh, let our light shine. Yes, with kindness and compassion. <laughs> yeah, yeah. With all this more kindness, yes. But mm-hmm. I guess a lot of this um, rage is going on because of the square that's going on, maybe. I don't know. Oh, yeah. Um, I have to mention earlier that, I mean, in terms of the news, uh, Pluto is, power issues and dark authority things so the police are kind of symbolizing the Pluto side of things and the protesters and the demand for uh, freedom and justice are coming from you know the Uranus and their youth and um, so that's very much what's going on um, in the headlines and everything right now yeah and I guess and it affects where- some people anyway. more than others. <laughs> yeah. I mean, well, this is a generational thing, a change 
um, you know, started in 2012, and uh, the last time it will go back to see on a uh, put a square um, will be uh, March 17th in 2015. And so um, this, this is big changes societally in, like, the marijuana laws and gay marriage and things like Cuba, you know, for how many years there's been no change, and then, boom, all of a sudden, things change. And so where walls have been there, just, they can come down in a day. And, um, yeah. Hmm. Okay. Wow. Um, well, I'm looking forward to this change <laughs> with your honor. For some reason, yeah. you're honest. Every time it goes direct, something... Something happens in my life, but I'll have to see yeah. what it is this time. Yeah, and uh, you know, of all the transits, they say expect the unexpected, to be honest. So astrologers can't really do too much help because um, if it's something you're expecting, that's not what it's going to be, with be honest. So life has changed, and your honest helps uh, bring in those changes and make life renewed and refreshing and exciting and adventurous and those things. So. Okay, good. Well, um, thank Well, Randy, uh, thank you for explaining that to me. I'll yeah. just go ahead and continue to just yeah. follow the Western. Um, yeah, that's what speaks to you. And when you get a chance, um, you can check out my website. I do hour-long readings. It's $80 and... Um, I would go into detail about your Dasha period from the Vedic perspective. That would be oh, kind of the equivalent wow. of uh, transits from, from the Western, and you get to compare those. So it's uh, oh, Astro. So you do, Astro you'll do a comparison dot, um, between the Vedic and the Western? Mm-hmm. Okay, both lenses, both charts, and yeah, that's part of the reading that I do. Okay. So, I will definitely that. consider that. Yeah, okay, so um, astrodc.com is my website, or um, randygoldberg.org. So thanks a lot, and there's another caller, so I'll unmic you, and hi there. How are you doing? Hello. I'm doing excellent. Good. Um, do-, do you have any uh, question or comments or anything? You in the um, call queue? Yeah, well... Um, well, you may have actually already have gone through this, but uh, is there any particular difference between, and, and I only ask this because I just, just came on, um, uh-huh. um, but what do you find the differences are between Vedic and Western type astrology? Yeah, yeah, so that that's what I've been talking about, but basically the the Western is a bit more um, psychological and uh, description of your personality and things like that and the Indian Vedic system tends to be a bit more predictive and karmic and and things like that okay and, uh, Okay. and I, I really value and appreciate both and that's why I, I bring both charts into a reading and will let uh, a person kind of um, gravitate towards whichever speaks to them more and just give them both perspectives and I think both perspectives have some value. Okay. 
Okay. All right. Beautiful. Yeah. Beautiful. All so, right. I'll so, see if there's someone else here. So I'll see if uh, they had something they wanted to ask. And um, I'm unmiking you. Hi there. How you doing? Hello. Yeah, hi. How are you? I'm good. How are you? I'm doing pretty good. Happy solstice. Good. Yeah, um, happy solstice. Yeah, it was uh, yesterday. We had the solstice. And, um, no, main blood. And uh, did you have a, a question or a comment? No, I'm just listening. Yeah. Okay. I'm interested in well, uh, 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 a very well-versed... Um, uh, I come from a line of family of court astrologers to the queen. So I'm interested in um, astronomy and astrology and um, the different um, houses, the 12, and, um, and how it coincides with the, the, the Vedic system, which is a little less than familiar with, but it's all one wheel, really. Mm-hmm. One root, that root, so... There's one sky above us, and it's all, you know, kind of a symbolic yep. language that's speaking to our soul, and different cultures have interpreted it different ways. And um, as I mentioned to one caller, I don't feel there's, they're asking about what system to follow, and I don't think you should really follow anything in astrology. It's there to entertain different possibilities and to... Um, have uh, folks, uh, it's uh, a way to tune in to what's going on on the macrocosmic level um, and and how that relates to your own, your psyche is a microcosm, your mind is the um, individual mind and then there's a collective mind, a cosmic mind, a universal consciousness and so there's a way to read the weather patterns that are going on in the bigger picture of things and for people who are sensitive they'll notice that there's signs of the times and there's a certain feeling in the air and there's a certain energy that's out there and um, that's what the astrology stuff is talking about and from time to time, there's um, some controversy in the news. They'll say, well, they've um, discovered a new constellation. And, you know, so there's actually 13 houses. And, um, you know, there should be a different thing. And the, the way that the zodiac is um, divided, it's mathematical, it's just taking the whole sky, which is a circle, of 360 degrees, and then um, dividing each part of that sky into 12 sections. Um, so 30, 30 degrees, 30 times 12, because this is the 360. And so um, the yes, yeah, so this is nonsense when you know they say, oh, there's a new um, constellation because it's not they, there's different constellations 
that they've named different parts of uh, these um, divisions of of the sky, but um, there'll always be the twelve divisions. It's just a way of the, dividing the circle of that is the sky that's above us. Um, another uh, things, you know, the the Indian system is is very complicated. It's a lot more um, time goes into learning Vedic astrology, and uh, I spent several years in Calcutta, India, studying yoga and meditation. And, um, so there's a, a whole background of understanding the mythological perspectives that that system's coming from, and and so it is this ancient. Um, scriptures that uh, the Vedic texts that the system comes out of. There's a lot of um, antiquated language and all kinds of funny things when you're studying it. You know, you'll see certain influences. They'll say, "Well, this will cause you to have a wife with a large buttocks and for the uh, ears of your cow to fall off and." To remedy that, you should distribute yogurt on Thursdays. Uh, you know, there's just uh, really <laughs> all kind of bizarre cultural things that um, you have to take into account and weed through. And um, um, uh, it's a long journey studying the Vedic, for sure, and uh, it's a lifetime study. And um, they they both have value. The the basic difference is two thousand years ago when the Western astrology was coming up with its system, it picked a point in the 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 sky, and then um, that point has been um, moving as the seasons. Uh, that point in the sky has drifted as the seasons change over this 2,000 years. And that, uh, and the Indian system has a fixed point, a pole star, so it hasn't moved. And that's the difference between the two systems in terms of its 23 degrees that the zodiac um, has shifted in the Western system. And so in your uh, Indian chart, um, things will be moved back. Uh, the whole chart will be shifted 23 degrees, and it's 30 degrees for a sign. So it's like two thirds or more of of a sign. And um, for some people, um, a lot of the planets will change into a different sign. But for some people, um, the chart will stay pretty much the same. So that's another interesting thing to note that uh, when you compare the Western and the Vedic charts where people, um, some people see a big difference and others um, will have uh, not a big change that happens in the chart between the two systems. So, um, yeah, I definitely value them both. I had studied uh, Western astrology for many years before I um, got into the Vedic, and so I was very identified with my Western chart, and I was like, 
you know, how can you possibly say that I'm different side to say that? Because the Western chart really explained my personality and so many different things about me. And then when I had the Vedic chart explained in a uh, profound way, um, it was like, wow, that really fits too. And it was kind of saying the same thing in a different way. It was emphasizing um, certain um, qualities and there's definitely overlap. And one of the other differences is that uh, Western uses the outer planets, so uh, Neptune, Uranus, Pluto, um, are used in Western astrology and they're not used in um, in Vedic astrology. It just goes up to Saturn. So Jupiter and Saturn are the outermost planets that are used in that system. And the interpretation of the nodes of the moon are very different also between Western and Vedic. Um, in the uh, Western system, the north node is um, where you're moving towards in this lifetime. It's an uh, area that is unfamiliar and that you might have some resistance to, to explore that dimension of life but you're meant to, there's an important lesson for you to develop and um, to own that part of yourself. And the south node is where you're coming from. It's more familiar. And if you don't move into your north node and just stay in that south node uh, territory, those are just natural gifts and you won't be developing your next um, step of, of growth that you're meant to in this lifetime. So that's the kind of the Western perspective on nodes, whereas in the Vedic system, totally different. The nodes are this demon, this naga, snake um, god that has his head cut off, and um, so the nodes, the the nodes and the moons are considered poison. They're considered uh, they're invisible. The nodes, the moon, aren't planets, and so they're tricky. Um, troublesome areas in life. And so the North Node uh, is called Rahu, and it is the um, head without the body. And the symbolism is that the head can't ground because uh, it doesn't have the body to ground itself, so it's always restless, it's hungry. So where we find our North Node is where we have our certain obsessions and where kind of a hungry ghost with eternal thirst and desire in that area that's never really satisfied. And then where the south node is, we have a lot of detachments. It's the body without the head. And so the symbolism there is that you have to lose your head to get liberated. That the, the south node, they call Ketu, um, Ketu is a very spiritual part of the chart, but it's very detached from the world. It feels alienated. It wants to, um, you know, it's to stop the world. I want to get off. It doesn't feel like this world is its home. It knows its connection to soul and spirit and knows this world is dust and illusion and maya and um, it, it doesn't identify um and sometimes if a south node is affected, uh, afflicted, has a 
aspect it in a difficult way. Um, that's where you see charts of people like Osama bin Laden and religious fanatics and things like that. Um, so there's a potential for fanaticism there also in the the south node. And um, so that's another uh, main difference between Western and Vedic. And um, um, when I do a Western reading, I get more into the transits. And one of the things I don't like about Western astrology is they're continually adding new and new. I mean, there are thousands of asteroids, and so slowly Western astrologers are, keep adding more and more of the different asteroids um, like planets into the chart, and the whole chart becomes muddled. And, you know, if you put so many points, then you're going to have everything will be aspecting by something, and, you know, these asteroids are small and they're far away, and uh, they don't have as much symbolic uh, importance as the major planets. And and also there's this kind of tendency in Western astrology, you know, every generation they have to come up with something to lecture on and you can't just give the same old lecture. So it's constantly making things kind of more complicated or this is some new channeled perspective or material and just the whole chart and the thinking is just much more fuzzy and muddled, in my opinion, than the Vedic. Um, but the Vedic has its, uh, you know, drawbacks too. That they tend to be very, um, a bit more black and white in their thinking and not psychological. The, the in India, you go for a reading. The reading is yes, no, no. You know, will I get married? Will I get this job? Will I uh, be healthy? Um, that's the whole reading, and you know, so it's a very different mentality. And in the West, we can't, you know, digest a reading like that. So, um, anyway, they're both valuable and um, something that's worth exploring more. So, um, yeah, I, I do readings over the phone, over Skype. I have clients all over the world. So, feel free to. Um, Go to my website, see the information. It's $80 for an hour reading. I keep my price of my readings low. I prefer just to do a lot of readings and uh, rather than have the prices high and do fewer readings, I'd rather keep them low and just do a lot. And um, So um, the website is astrodc.com or randygoldberg.org. And um, you have the information there. So I want to thank folks for tuning in. Happy solstice. Happy holidays. Merry Christmas. Happy New Year. It's a special time of year. And um, um, and let's bring some light to this uh, darkest days of the year. And uh singing songs into my life you came along broke my slumber so long ah, 
all that be touched by your song. Every single heart sings aloud. No more being alone. Singing songs into my life, you came along. That is why I am too In your songs I dance like a fool I have been always loving you In your sweet rhythmic song No more being alone. 